This is the Sex Mancers Podcast. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Do it again now. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. All right, welcome back to the last episode of Sex Mancers for 2018. Wow, did this year ever fly by? You know, and I tell you what, I've been having a blast with this podcast, and I thank you all for listening. I, as always, I keep track of the download numbers, and you guys are amazing. But as we start taking a look at the end of one year, we also have to start taking a look at the beginning of another year, a way to restart, to let all the bad things of one year wash away with the hopes of a new year. But If 2019 is going to be better for you, whether that's in your relationship or in any other aspect of your life, you need to be planning for it. You need to be deliberate about it. And so therefore, we're going to talk a little bit about setting your goals for 2019. And then we're going to start talking about how, you know, to get started using, you know, sexual uh, stimulants and aphrodisiacs. Okay, so let's get started, you know, with setting the goals, because if you do not set goals, you're not going to accomplish anything. It's what Zig Ziglar uh, used to say. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time, meaning you're going to hit nothing if you aim at nothing. So we need to start thinking about, you know, what goals are you going to set? Well, there are seven areas of your life in which you need to be setting goals for. You know, you need to set a goal for your career, for your finances, for uh, intellectual goals, spiritual goals, if you're a a spiritual person, whether that's religion or non-religion. You need to be setting goals, you know, for your family. And part of that is goals uh, of what you want to accomplish with your spouse. And, you know, there are other areas in your life in which you need to be setting goals for. You need to be thinking, what do you want to see improvements in? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you want to see improvements in your marriage or, you know, your relationships, whether that's boyfriend, fiance, you know, and of course your husband. And of course, we all know what happens at New Year's, right? Everyone's setting their New Year's resolutions. They're New Year's goals, and they're always so generic, right? They're like, I want to lose weight. Okay, great. How much weight do you want to lose? And when do you want to lose it by? But no, no one ever gets into the specifics. They just go, I want to lose weight. Oh, I want to make more money. Yeah, but how? I mean, just saying I want to make more money and lose weight is not actually setting a goal. I mean, it's setting this abstract idea of what you want to do. You know, and when it comes to relationships, people may say something like, oh, I want to improve my marriage. Okay, great. But what's your plan? You know, what's your plan? You know, so goals, you know, uh, need to be something in which is actionable. And that's where I like smart goals, you know, uh, when setting your goals, your New Year's resolutions, and all that, because they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, right? So you say you want to improve uh, your marriage. Okay, great. 
all right? But how? Okay, I want to improve my marriage by being more intimate with my partner. Okay, that's specific. Now, what's measurable? I want to be more intimate uh, by having uh, sex with them three times a week. Okay, now you have something you can measure. You know, is that achievable? Yes, uh, it is. But is it achievable for you? If three times a week is not achievable, well, then it's not really a smart goal. Maybe for you, you can only get in twice a week. Okay, is twice a week achievable? Okay, great. Is it relevant to towards what you want to accomplish in your marriage? Well, if you want to increase intimacy, yes. And if that increased intimacy leads to the other things that you want out of your marriage, such as you know, spending more time together, you know, going on walks or going to the park and, you know, playing basketball, tennis, or, you know, whatever it is you like to do together, you know, and is it time bound? When are you going to start being more intimate with your spouse? Are you going to start being more intimate with them on new year's night? Okay. Well, that's time bound. Are you going to wait, you know, a week because, you know, right now, you know, ladies, uh, some of you may be uh, on your period. You may be menstruating. Okay, so maybe you say you're going to start the moment you stop. Okay, that's time bound. So you can see here, as we went through each object of SMART goals, how you need to be setting your goals for the coming year in your relationship. You know, maybe, um, you know, part of it is, uh, you want to get healthier so you can be more intimate. Maybe your health isn't as great as it used to be because you're always on the go and you only eat junk food. Okay. So maybe part of the specific is you want to eat healthier, you know, so that you can be more intimate with your spouse. You're going to eat healthy foods, uh, this many times, you know, a day, you know, and have sex with your partner this many times a week, you know, and we keep going through the line. Now, you need to have these specifics. Otherwise, you just got an abstract idea, not an actual goal, all right? Now, you know, we've already stated, you know, the different areas in your life in which you need to set goals for. But one of the biggest steps towards achieving that goal, right, is write them down, right? Write them down so you don't forget. I mean, just saying, oh, I'm going to you know, uh, lose, you know, 10 pounds. Okay. Well, that is something specific, but you know, you don't go through any of the other things and what always happens. We know the cliche, everyone sets the new resolution goals, you know, uh, every year and every year they're the exact same goals that they didn't do anything with the previous year. All right. So you got to write them down, right? You got to write them down and have deadlines for when you want to, you know, work on or achieve those goals, put them on your calendar, you know, have it there, right? And for each step of your goals, you want to have deadlines. So let's say you have, you know, a bigger goal here over how you want to improve your marriage and relationship. Now, I use marriage and relationship uh, for the goal setting because that's what this podcast is about. But you can translate this to any of the other areas of your life, right? So you got a goal, right? You wrote that goal down, right? You've set a deadline for when you want to achieve the overall goal. Okay, but there are steps to achieving each and every goal. So what are those steps? 
And what are the deadlines that you're going to set for those steps so that you can accomplish your goal in 2019 at the time you say you want to accomplish it by? So that is, you know, the basics, you know, when it comes to setting your goals. And the biggest key to achieving your goals is the goals have to actually be yours. They actually have to be something you care about doing, something you want to achieve. If, you know, you are already in, you know, you know, fairly great health, you know, you're not overweight, you know, you're happy with your body, you're already eating healthy and you go, I want to get healthier. Well, do you really, or are you already satisfied with how healthy you are? You know, or I want to, I don't know, let's say, well, I'm going to have sex with my husband four times a week because he's always wanting, uh, wanting more sex. And he said that once, but if four times a week is nowhere near what you can really handle or nowhere near what you have any desire for, are you really going to be motivated to achieve that goal? You know, so the goal has to be yours, not something someone expects of you, not something that you think everybody wants to hear. But if you actually want to achieve the goal, it has to be something you actually care about wanting to do. Okay, so enough about uh, goal settings, uh, because this time of year, every show you're listening to is going to talk about goals and New Year's resolutions and all of that this time of year. You know, a lot of people can't help it. You know, it's the most popular topic right now. So let's talk about uh, getting started using sexual stimulants, you know, and basically how a sexual stimulant, you know, works is that it starts dilating, you know, your veins, you know, uh, in your body and that increases blood flow. And then the increased blood flow goes down, you know, uh, to your genitals, you know, for women, of course, that's your vagina. You know, uh, you know, it goes down, increases blood flow down there, increasing sensitivity, increasing desire for sex, increasing your natural lubrication, and makes you horny. I mean, let, let's face it, what makes you horny from these sexual stimulants is the fact that it's increasing the amount of blood flow hitting down to your genitals. So you got to be careful when you're starting off because if you've never taken a sexual stimulant, the one thing that is always too tempting to do is to go for the biggest dose you can find, right? To go down to the local porn shop and find the biggest dose of a horny pill that you can get. But there's a problem with that. You know, first off, before you start using any of these products, you know, you want to make sure that you know, you don't have any medical conditions in which using these products could trigger. You know, we don't want you to die from using a sexual stimulant because you had a weak heart or, you know, some other condition that just couldn't handle this, you know, or some blood pressure issue, right? But there are other issues that come about uh, when you take, um, you know, a really big dose. You know, one of these uh, problems you know, come off uh, about you not getting satisfied or you're not getting satisfied enough. So let me uh, 
try and put this into context here. Uh, me and my wife, uh, before we had kids, uh, we started playing around with some sexual stimulants, you know. And, you know, I believe I've told you, you know, about this before, where she was wanting to have sex three, four times a day and having orgasms, you know, uh, you know, two to three times a day, you know, from that. But the problem was, well, I guess you can't say it was too big of a problem since we didn't have children, was the fact that even though she was, you know, having sex and getting orgasms, she was taking too big of a dose, so she was left afterwards just as horny as she was before we had sex. Of course, guys need time to recuperate you know, after sex, before we can get it up again. And so she would be, you know, still horny, teased, waiting for me to be able to get it up again, um, you know, within, you know, an hour, two hours, or, you know, the more we did it, uh, the more, or the more we had sex, the, you know, longer it would take uh, for me to recuperate. You know, and so it left her still horny, still, you know, being teased and really, you know, while the sex itself was great and it was really fun, it really didn't, you know, alleviate, you know, uh, the issue for her, you know, now, you know, without children and doing this on your day off, okay, maybe not a problem because you can spend all day having sex. But if you have children or if this is a situation where you're doing this before you go into work, taking too big of a dose, you know, you know, just really, you know, will leave you sexually frustrated. All right. So you got to play around with the dosage, you know, a little bit, you know, now again, like for instance, if you have children, you know, okay, you use a sexual stimulant, you're probably using it at night. You go off, you have an orgasm, you're still horny. Okay. Maybe you have sex again. Well, the next day, what's going to happen? You were up very late. You got to get up early and the pills are still in your system. You're still horny and now you're going off to work tired and horny. All right. So you got to pay attention, you know, to the dosage. And what I would suggest here, you know, is play around a little bit. Start with something that has a small dose or the smallest dose that you can find. Right. Take that, see how it goes, see if it's just right where it gets you really, you know, nice and horny and leads to amazing sex, you know, uh, with the increased sensation, pleasures, the enlarged G-spot, the enlarged clitoris, you know, and have an amazing time. But more importantly, see how you feel afterwards, you know, see how long it takes before you're insanely horny again. All right. Now, if the small dose, you know, um, gets it, you know, just about right, but doesn't really enhance anything for you. Okay. Try upping the dose and then see how that feels. And you want to play around with this until you get to the point where it gives you enough heightened sexual pleasure without leaving you, you know, insanely horny afterwards, you know, and into the next day. So the small doses with incremental increases, and then you may have to try different types of products, right? Because not every product is going to affect every woman the same way. 
you know, some women, you know, prefer taking, you know, uh, some pills, you know, and there are various types of pills with various doses. And so you got to see whether or not what you are taking actually produces the desired effect. And then once you get that, then you start going off and trying to mess around with the dosage. And it's not just in pill form. There are also these sexual stimulants in liquid form. And I will tell you, my wife prefers the liquid form uh, better than pill form because she doesn't like, you know, taking, you know, the pills for some reason. It just, you know, she just has a hard time motivating herself to take a pill and wait around, you know, for the, you know, 30 minutes to an hour prior to having sex. Liquid form sexual stimulants work faster. And one of the most popular liquid forms is Spanish fly. But there's a lot of different versions of Spanish fly uh, with the different companies that are making them. You know, and when we talk about dosage here, you know, I, I can tell you one time, you know, you know, even though it says 10 drops. Okay. So I gave her, you know, 10 drops, you know, of, of a Spanish fly, you know, of, I I forget the brand of it. Oh, well, you know, the branding isn't, you know, necessarily important right now, but I gave her 10 drop. It did increase blood flow and it did stimulate her a little bit, but it wore off quickly. It, it wasn't enough of a dose. Right. However, you know, there was another time in which we gave her more uh, of that. And, you know, with it, you know, being in liquid form, we were able to put it into her coffee, you know, her cappuccino, actually, you know, you know, put in there and we doubled the dosage and hey, you know, it worked out great for her. You know, she was very aroused, you know, uh, she could feel, you know, the blood flow going down there and it lasted throughout sex. And the best part is after sex, she was satisfied. It didn't leave her extra horny, you know, still wanting, you know, more, you know, that night it was just enough to, uh, to enhance her sexual pleasure with no lasting side effects. Now, We've also, you know, been playing around with different brands of Spanish fly. You know, one of the two things that uh, we have right now that we're going to be experimenting with is Spanish fly pro and Spanish fly love. Now, both of these are, you know, clear and tasteless so that she could put it into her water, you know, and she drinks a lot of water throughout the day. And uh, of course she likes it better you know, for some reason, uh, I haven't quite figured this out, you know, other than the fact that when it comes to taking sexual stimulants, she has this mental uh, block where she doesn't want to knowingly take it because then she's overthinking it. She's always trying to go through and go, how much is it working? Can I really feel the difference? Is it all in my head? Yada, yada, yada. She just, you know, has this thing where she finds it more exciting to have me, you know, slip it into her drink when she's not looking. It's kind of a erotic, you know, sex game. You know, how often do I want, you know, to have sex with her and, you know, and she'll find out when she just suddenly gets horny. 
And what's interesting is the placebo effect. You know, so, so far I haven't, you know, gone through and secretly, you know, slip Spanish fly into her food or drink. And yet she has been hornier ever since she has seen the bottle, you know, because of the placebo effect thinking that I'm going to be slipping it into her, that she just naturally gets, you know, you know, in, hornier more and wants to have sex even more, you know? So it's kind of this mental thing and, you know, this game, uh, that, you know, that she likes, but if you have an issue where you don't want to take a pill and you don't want to take something that's going to just taste, you know, nasty, there are Spanish flies, uh, available in liquid form that are colorless and tasteless. And heck, maybe you buy the bottle and you hand it over to your husband and say, Hey, you know, don't let me know, just slip it into my drink, you know, slip it into my food, you know, that you just don't want to know about it. And then you can, you know, you know, be wondering and then have the placebo effect, wondering whether or not, you know, he's trying to, you know, slip you a sexual stimulant to encourage uh, you to have more sex with him. But you got to be playing around with the different brands and playing around with the dosage of those brands in order to find what works best for you. Heck, maybe you don't even have a problem taking it in pill form. Maybe you prefer pills, you know, and maybe you don't want uh, him to be secretly, you know, going through and putting it into your food and drink. You know, maybe that's not for you. Remember, Everybody has different preferences and everybody's body reacts differently to, you know, supplements, to sexual stimulants and all of that. And of course, there are also sexual stimulants for him, right? Of course, everyone knows about the blue pill, Viagra, you know, which is interesting because Viagra was not initially created to be a sexual stimulant. And I see a lot of people confused online about this. You know, um, you know, if you're in the, the political sphere of, you know, Twitter, you know, or even on, you know, Facebook, you'll see, you know, some, you know, people who are very political uh, or politically centered minded going off and, you know, women uh, will post something like, you know, birth. If we have to pay for birth control, you have to pay for Viagra. Well, I got a newsflash: we do. We, you know, men do have to pay for Viagra, but, and you know, if it's you know for actual erectile dysfunction, but erectile dysfunction is not a, an issue or a medical condition itself. It's a symptom of a medical condition, and Viagra. You know, Viagra, interestingly, is not there to treat erectile dysfunction. That is just the side effect of the pill. I mean, it is the Viagra is the one pill, one, you know, medical, you know, treatment prescription drug that actually has a positive side effect. I mean, if you go off and you take a look at, you know, all these prescriptions and you see the side effects, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and then you take a look at, you know, Viagra side effect, you get a big, huge boner for your wife and she loves it. 
<laughs> you know, it's a great side effect, but really what Viagra is for is, you know, to help you out with your blood pressure. You know, yes, it is a slightly, uh, it is a blood pressure medication. And what is it? Uh, you know, some sort of hypertension or cardiovascular disease, uh, or cardiovascular hypertension. You know, I, I forget the exact, you know, terminology for it. You know, hey, I'm not a doctor. You know, but basically the condition is a cardiovascular condition in which the uh, veins uh, in your body uh, constrict and it reduces blood flow throughout your body and it makes your heart have to pump uh, harder and more and um, it increases your risk of heart attack. And all Viagra does is it dilates your uh, veins. It's a vasodilator is all it is. And as it dilates your veins, it allows the blood to flow through uh, a lot uh, more, a lot easier. Let's oxygen, you know, carry through the blood a lot more. And it alleviates, you know, how much your heart has to work in order, you know, to keep the blood flowing. You know, it's a medical issue. The side effect of increasing blood flow is the boner. And this is where marketers were geniuses. Yes, I know this is a bit of a story, but this is where marketers are geniuses because women, women will go to the doctor easily at the first sign uh, that something is, you know, severely wrong. But men, men are stubborn. Men, you know, if they sense something is wrong, will for some reason refuse to go to the doctor, you know? And so marketers started coming up with well, we got this drug here. It works really good at solving cardiovascular, you know, uh, hypertension or, uh, I, I give up trying to, you know, remember the exact condition, you know, but Marcus is like, we can't get men to get, go to the doctors, you know, trying to convince them to go to the doctors, get a series of tests and figure out what's wrong you know, is impossible. Men are stubborn. Men, you know, will wait until, you know, the last possible minute to go to the doctors. So they got around and thinking goes, well, what about increased sexual pleasure? Hey, th we have a side effect here that it increases uh, erection and helps restore erections uh, in men who due to this condition are having a hard time getting it up. So instead of marketing to men, Come in and, you know, um, if you have symptoms of chest pains and you're out of breath and you're always tired, no, no, no. Come in. If you're having a hard time getting it up for sex with your wife, we'll correct that. That It was a pure marketing thing. And it's been so successful in marketing that people think Viagra is specifically, you know, just for giving men uh, hard, big erections. When really it's, you know, to dilate the blood vessels uh, and make it easier or, uh, on your heart to treat a cardiovascular disorder or disease. You know, so we all know that he can have sexual stimulants, but the blue pill is not the only sexual stimulant out there. There's a lot of things uh, that you can purchase at, you know, the porn store, you know, if you have one in your town, you know, of... Uh, 
you know, of ingredients, natural herbs and all that, that act as vasodilators that, you know, can help, you know, increase his sexual arousal, blood flow, sexual pleasure. There are also other things that you can get, including at, you know, the GNC store. Any vasodilator will work. And here's the thing, vasodilators, you know, whether that be Viagra or, you know, uh, or what you can pick up at the GNC store, they're not just for increasing sexual pleasure either. A lot of uh, people take vasodilators in order to increase the efficiency of their workout. So, you know, some men uh, will take them and before they lift weights and all that so that it helps, you know, to burn more of the, you know, fat and everything and build more muscles. So there's a lot of health things uh, to that. But here's a caution. If you're going to go with the blue pill, you got to be careful, right? You, you only want to take what you can get from the doctor's office. You know, I know there's a lot of places online claiming to be selling, you know, Viagra, claiming to be selling that miracle blue pill. But study after study has shown, you know, uh, in research, uh, you know, when researchers would buy from these online places and then study it, that, you know, most of the time it doesn't have the amount it claims it does. It's watered down with a whole bunch of other stuff. A lot of it, you know, not actually good for you to begin with, you know, and that, you know, it's very risky and the risk is not worth you know, the possibility of a reward. So if you can't get, you know, Viagra for him from uh, an actual doctor, you'll want to go through and, you know, play around with other sexual stimulants, Enzyte, um, Rhino, you know, pills. There's a Spanish fly pill. Um, there's, you know, you can go on Amazon and find a whole bunch of, you know, natural sexual stimulants for him in pill form and in liquid form. Heck, even the liquid Spanish fly, you know, if you go with something like Spanish fly pro, it is stated that it's for use for both men and women for increasing sexual arousal and pleasure. So it's not just you that needs to be concerned about taking sexual stimulants to increase your sex drive and playing around with the dosage, but it's also for him as well. I mean, after he gets off, you know, he needs to be able to, you know, relax. You know, you don't want him after, you know, sex to still have a rock hard cock for the next, you know, three hours. You know, unless of course you took a, a big dose of sexual stimulants and you want to go three, four rounds yourself. Hey, you know, to each their own. So this is, you know, what I would say is my advice when it comes to using sexual stimulants. You know, it just boils down to, you know, uh, sample what products do and do not work for you. And then mess around with the dosage to get it just right. You know, think about the Goldilocks rule, you know, too little, it doesn't do enough for you too much. You know, you can, no matter how many orgasms you have, it feels like you haven't had sex at all. And you're still horny. You want the just right zone. You know, so 
it's good to experiment sexually with products designed to enhance your sexual pleasure and sexual stimulants mostly designed to increase blood flow to your clit, your G-spot, or, you know, for guys, you know, to their, you know, penises, dicks, cocks, however you want to say it. But understand, even with these sexual stimulants, you know, as men get older, it takes them longer and longer to recover after sex before they can engage in sex again. You know, there's an actual term for this, but, you know, a teenage guy can have sex, get off, and 10 minutes later, be ready to go again. Guys, as they get older, let's say they hit their late 30s to 40s and 50s, well, maybe after they get off, they need a day, or maybe they might need two days, you know, before they're able to get enough of an erection to have sex, you know, again, and be able to sexually please you. So just remember that. Okay, so, you know, that is uh, today's show. This is uh, the last show of 2018. I will be back, you know, again in the new year with even more episodes and more advice uh, for you women out there. Uh, You can always go uh, to the website, sexmancers.com. Again, I am right now, I'm, you know, still pre-writing a lot of material that I'm going to release in 2019. Uh, I want to get at least two months ahead in my writing schedule. You know, that is my goal uh, so that it can be consistently released and I have some flexibility in the time of releasing them. But if you go to sexmancers.com, there's already a place for you to be able to anonymously submit your questions, your success stories, or, you know, your you know particular situation that you want, you know, advice on. And you can even request to be a guest on the show to come on and, you know, share either your success story or your troubles and get, you know, some one-on-one coaching directly from me. So you can do that. You can also send an email to podcast at sexmancers.com. And uh, if you check out in the links below, You'll see spaces uh, uh, or links for which uh, you can contribute to help support the show, whether that's uh, you know through PayPal, Patreon, or through Anchor. And lastly, Valentine's Day is not too far away, and you can get a copy of my book, Women's Instruction Manual: Man's Collective Knowledge of the Female Mind. 200 blank pages, you know, which makes a great gag gift, you know, to let the man in your life know about how clueless he is. But it also sets up a very special gift, one in which you can fill out the instruction manual to you and hand it over to your man, you know, to your husband, to your fiance, to your boyfriend, so that he knows you better. Right. Thank you so much uh, for your time, your attention, and listening. Please share this podcast, and I will be back again soon.